What's up, Benchwarmers? Welcome into episode 116 of the Far End of the Bench podcast, Jimmy Plato and Nico Bryant. Uh, this podcast, we're going to dedicate at least the initial part, and then uh, you'll hear a little bit more towards the end. Unfortunately, the passing of Peter McNabb, the voice, longtime, all-time broadcaster for the Colorado Avalanche, been there since the team moved, passed over the weekend. So we talk a little bit about that to start things off. We talk the Avalanche returning from their trip to Finland, a little bit about the NHL as a whole, I'll quickly touch on some basketball news and then it's football heavy, but just like you would expect it's November. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, which is the football holiday. And then we have bowl season right around the corner. Movember. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us now. Both Both of us. Both of us in November. (laughs) If you didn't have a girlfriend, this would be the most single guy podcast of all time, but Hey, thank you for pulling us out of that category. I think that's, uh, much appreciated to you. Uh, we are a proud member of the Variety Sports Network. Be sure to follow them at Variety underscore sports underscore. They're probably listening to this thinking, wow, these guys don't talk a lot about sports on their on their sports podcast. But hey, we digress. Uh, be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod, wherever you're listening to your podcast right now. Go back, unfollow us, refollow us, leave a five-star rating and a review. Help us uh, spread the word a little bit. Tell your friends about the show. And we are are here with new episodes that are going to be now shifting to every uh, Thursday. We're going to be recording a little bit later on in the week because it works out better for my schedule. But instead of releasing on Wednesday, we'll release on Thursday, but it's still going to be the same show, same content, same energy, same conversations, everything like that, and still uh, under the Variety Sports Network banner. So I will not also, Jimmy, to second that, I will not be doing high knees again this week like I did last week. That was way too tiring. A and B and said this this week if the if if my if I win in the pick'em, I will show up shirtless with a chain around my neck like Kirk Cuzzy over there. Oh boy, I kind of want to lose the pick'em now. I I kind of want to. That's it's too much drift. Too much get this action. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, takeoff. But uh, there we go. Offset. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Tuesday night, it's back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The far end of the bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maxion. You got Maxion up on the other screen? Don't lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, three three in a row from action. Absolutely, we're we're firing all cylinders. There you go. Don't pay no attention to Bulla's lock from last week because no, Bulla may be dead. That's all I'll say. Bulla may be dead. I've never seen a worse gambler. I guess we've never seen a worse gambler on this show. I know you've had a couple bad streaks. That guy is like he's going through it right now. Lots oh, you should see what he has this week. It may be a biggest five star play of his of his career. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, we're, we're like, thinking like, it's a five star play now. It's a five star play. I think there's uh, a very good chance this week may be a lock. Don't you need a star first to get a five star play? A, a, a star? He has some wins under his belt. He has some wins under his belt. He just needs to get it flowing. Uh, if you're just joining and have no idea what we're talking about, we hope you stick around because this is a lot of fun. Go back and check out our early episodes of the Far End of the Bench podcast, Jimmy Flato and Nico Bryant. Uh, we are proud part member of the Variety Sports Network, uh, so be sure to follow us on social media at FEOTB Pod. Follow them at Variety underscore sports underscore, uh, and we will have a couple different segments with our sponsors through Variety Sports Network. So uh, proud to be under the VSN banner. And um, things are starting to get back into normal. We are going to make an announcement at the end of this episode, a little scheduling shift. Uh, we do have 
quite a few things to get to. College football is going to take up a majority of this show because last week was just absolute madness. And I can't even – there's no good way to put that. It was, it was I chaos from start to finish. Take last week that we'll talk about. <laughs> I had a horrendous take that, that, that bit me in the ass this past week that we'll talk about when we get there, man. Yeah. I, oh, bit me yeah. in the ass big time. <laughs> well, and by the way, a little teaser here for the end of the show too. When we get to our NFL pick, it is – it's a tight race. I did get the one game up on you. Tennessee did all uh, they Tennessee, could. Tennessee, if they had Brian back. Tannehill, I could have yeah. won. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. No, I think so, too. I, it was close. I'm not counting this as this is very much still a, a competition. At least we're both getting further and further over 500. We're not under 500 anymore like we were at the beginning of the season. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to focus on hockey. And actually, before we even get into the games, uh, kind of more of a local thing. But I do know that we have a lot of listeners that live in Colorado. Uh, Peter McNabb, unfortunately, passed over the weekend. That was one of the bigger, uh, more upsetting news stories from the the last weekend. Obviously, everybody, if you follow the team, he's been the broadcaster the entire uh, entirety of the time that they've been here in Colorado since they moved from Quebec. And he'd been battling cancer for a long time, was able to continue working, had the one more final cup run. Um, and unfortunately, over the weekend, just uh, the cancer came back and he succumbed 70 years old. Not if you go through, uh, I would recommend going through some of the, the pieces and some of the articles that have been written about Peter McNabb. And uh, not only was he a great broadcaster, he was a player for 14 years, played for a long time, was actually a Boston Bruin. So a couple of the biggest figures in avalanche history are former Boston Bruins. And um, he's no exception. I mean, that guy was special. He added so much every single time. And as a guy who wanted to get into broadcasting, I definitely say the Avalanche have had three great in a row. I mean, Mark Mosier on TV, uh, Connor McGahey on the radio, and obviously Peter McNabb would be color commentary for both TV and radio, depending on where the broadcasting rights were. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention the fact that, you know, it's going to be different experiencing Avalanche hockey without him. You can't, you can't name, you can't write the history of the Colorado Avalanche without him. It's like I said, he was uh, look be, outside of Pierre Lacroix. One of the reasons why um, the Avalanche were so so successful right away in this town was because of him. He, he didn't play for the Nordiques. He never he never wore the A on his chest, but he wore the DU on his chest, and he was one of the staples for Denver hockey. Uh, um, DU and, and and when when they were when they were still a club, and he was one of the focal points of being like, okay, you know what. This game, this great game that I love, that once was here back in the 60s with the Colorado Rockies. Yes, before there was a baseball team, Rockies. It was the Colorado Rockies hockey team. We Did about as well in ticket it, sales, yeah. Exactly. He brought them back and, and was able to bring it so much light to the community. Any person that has ever watched an Avalanche game has ever heard his voice. That's plain and simple. If has ever watched an Avs game, ever been to an Avs game, has been around him. But it's going to be very difficult to listen to a game without him. It's going to be weird, um, just just him not being there at all. I mean, I mean, look at the impact he had not only on on us fans but on the team. But whether it be Bednar and and, and what are you saying this morning about how he would even talk to him about hockey just in general? This is an announcer, and, and the coaches and, and the coaches listening to him because of his great mind, thinking like, oh, you know what, he he sees some things that I don't. And, and 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 McNabb was just one of the best at that, doing all that. And his last, his first full season, and his last full season, he got to see a team he 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 
not only was a part of the creation, but a team that, that he loved so much uh, um, hoist the Stanley Cup one more time. And like I said, it's it's, it's a sad day in, Col- in Colorado sports in general. It's a, col- a sad day in, in the hockey world in general. You can just see the, the effect that he had across across the across the league, whether it be in Buffalo where he played for the Sabres, be in Boston where he played for the Bruins, or just the various different people he's lives he touched. It's going to be sorely missed. And, and look, I'm very very happy that he was able to be a part of that Cup run for for for, for this team one, one last time. And it gives us an excuse, an excuse at the end of the episode where I'm definitely going to drop in the Kadri finish from overtime in, in game four yeah. that where he was the only person, I think him and Nazem Kadri might've been the only two people that him, Nazem Kadri and Andre Vasilevsky yeah. knew that it was a goal. And uh, we'll do the ending as well when they did finally get the finish against Tampa, because that's, I'm just very grateful. That's one of the things in sports that I'm grateful for the fact that we got to see that one more time because it could have, he had to battle through that. I mean, he was getting cancer treatment all the way through that cup run and he traveled with the team. Uh, his seeing him on the ice, that interview that he had with Landeskog and Landeskog telling the story about having the avalanche closer up in his room. It, it's, it's one of the moments that kind of just gives you chills. Um, so yeah, that was unfortunate news from over the weekend. Um, Fortunate news in hockey, I guess you would say we the Finnish boys had themselves a homecoming. That was unfortunate for Patrick Laine. He was the only one that didn't have a great time going back to his home country of Finland. But man, the Avalanche, that was what the doctor ordered after a tough East Coast road trip where you lose a game to New Jersey. I mean, it's not necessarily looking as bad now because Jersey's kind of picked themselves and, and put themselves in that conversation. They're first in the Metropolitan. But that game against the Islanders kind of left a sour taste in your mouth until they had those two games out in Finland last week. Um, what, what were your – did you? My, I don't think my, that you were able to watch them because it was noon o'clock, noon here. But during the work day, yeah. Look, my, my initial thoughts on the weekend – well, first of all, locks of the century. I picked Nico Ranson and scored goal the first game. I said, you know, fuck it. Not let's just one. Two, and this, let's pick, three. I know. And then I picked Lekkinen to score a goal in the second game. Yeah. And boom, I hit both those bets. Two of the only bets I hit all weekend is all I'll say. And then, and then look, look, now people forget. It wasn't just a homecoming for them. Georgiev played in the Finnish Professional League for the team that plays there. So it was a homecoming for him, so too. So that's why he played both games. That's why he played both games. So so it was, like I said, it was, it was a homecoming of all sorts. And, man, thank God that's over, right? Finally, you get some fluidity back because one thing Bednar has been saying on, on, on post-game press conferences and, and on the radio and everything, there's no there's no rhythm at the start of the season. You've been playing back-to-backs three days off, back-to-backs three days off, two games and eight and and twelve days, and then you're back and then and finally this this coming back. I think on I think on Wednesday night we start. It's game day off, game day off, game day off. There's nothing more important to a professional player's um season than a little bit of routine. There's been none. There's been none. It's like there was a bye week in the second month of the season, basically. It was a weird time, but I'm glad the Avs were able to take care of business against a Columbus team that was not very not very good, obviously. And, and like I said, we're seeing a lot of great things. This team got banged up even worse in <laughs> and, and Finland. You lose Nachushka for a month. You, you you now have Bo Byron with some symptoms as well. So this team is getting healthier. 
But what what are we saying? You just have to get to January with in a good position. It's get to get to post football season in a good position where you set yourself up. Because in reality, look, I don't need Val the next month. I don't need Landy the next month. I need both of them come March, come come, come April, when when the time needs. I, I, they can miss games right now. I can rely on the new hooks and 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 the Caglianos of the world right now to to hold this team together while we get there. But man, it, it, this team doesn't just can't shy away from injuries right now. They cannot. They got an injury bug and they can't get rid of it. The injury bug is is bad. Um, I will say, if you did not bet the Finnish players to score in Finland, you'd never bet it on sports in your life. You're not a sports better. You should either get oh, better at it or or stop because that was it's a, it's a lie. No matter what, um, I think the best thing about this game, Mac and the big dogs were eating. Obviously, with Lekkinen, he broke his little bit of a scoreless streak. Rantanen popped off with a hat trick in the first game. Uh, between the two games, Mac had seven assists. So he put up seven points in two games. That's something that you like to see from the top line. My big thing, though, you're starting to see the, those depth lines. Uh, Martin Kaut scored his first goal since 2020, the 2020 season, which was good, big for him. And he actually had family that was able to travel. And, and that was the first time his family was able to see him play. So there's the argument going around about the global series. And I think we can have that discussion here before we start looking around the league at the standings. We'll, what I wanted to touch on that second line and the depth lines are starting to do what we saw in the playoffs a little bit more. And it's allowing the big dogs to start scoring. So with the playoffs, they're able to just hold the puck in the opposite in the opposing end. You're not maybe getting the best scoring chances, but it's, it's there, the pressure's on. And then at some point you get McKinnon, Landeskog and Ranton in cycle back on the ice. And oh, look at that. Oh, wide open one time. Who would have thunk? And, and that's just how this team Obviously, that's how every team tries to win. This team is just very good at doing that. Uh, the power play, eh, I, I, it, it is what it is at this point. I don't think that you can really say because what you're talking about with the rhythm thing. That's a, a total rhythm timing. You're going to have to figure out who's going to be. Yeah, I don't think that you have the, the true units that you're going to roll out there when, when games get important. They, as, uh, as much as I like Erod and as much as I like JT, they're not first-line power play guys. They're not. So, no, they're so, not. But, but I did like I said, you Erod is fitting ball. in very nicely with yeah. uh, Nui. Nui and Erod look very like they're so, yeah. they like each other a lot. And then at, at some point when Val and Landy come back, you're going to get to the possibility of Val, Erod, and Newhook, or Arturi Lekkinen, Erod, and Newhook. And I'm good with either. On a I'm, second line, that's I'm okay with that. Line. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not too bad. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, if I'll I take have it, to, I guess, yeah. Um, no, I think that was big. I, I did want to mention that. Yeah, Val, Val didn't even play in those games that they were out there. Um, I, I, I could tell something was up the first first couple of games. This he season. shouldn't have been. There was no way that he it, was It was the England that was in the, from the cup. It, it, it's yeah. exactly what it was. It's nothing that happened again this year. It was there was the same no injury. way that he, was, he should have been good to go on opening night. I get why he wanted to, and he wanted to skate on the night that they rose the banner. Um Hey, at least it's a month, it, right? It could be a yeah. lot worse. It, it, yeah. Those ankle injuries could fuck you, like literally fuck you. Those ankle oh, injuries yeah. could be brutal. Could rail guys' season. Some, some, in some leagues, in some professional leagues, like you have an ankle injury, you're out for a lo- you're out for a long time. And if it's a bad one, you may your career is never the same. So luckily, it's only a month, and he can turn right back around and be fine. And well, and like I said, this team just got to coast for the next month. Yeah, I think you're on the right track. Um, let's have the Global Series debate because this one, they've been doing it for a couple years now, the NHL. 
some are, are saying it's a little unnecessary. Some are saying it, it's bad for the players that you have to go through all of this. Um, and Patrick Laine definitely didn't enjoy his trip back home. And, and it makes the rest of the season. I really have no idea how these guys are going to be ready to play a game on Thursday. They come back and play at home against Nashville on Thursday night. And then they'll play Carolina on Saturday and St. Louis on Monday. Those are three very tough games when you're trying to readjust to the jet lag. And it's jet lag is one thing going to the other time zone. When you come back to America, that's when you really have to, it's not going to be easy for these guys. I don't even know if they're going to be able to make it through a full day without being absolutely drained and, and exhausted until probably Wednesday night. That'd probably be the first day that they feel actually somewhat back to normal and it's not going to be normal. So in my opinion, I don't hate it. I think that the global series is, is important for the game. I really do. I think the way that they set it up, they could be a so much better. I didn't mind how San Jose and whoever they played played in the first first couple games of the year. I, I think that was that. that was Nashville actually. Nashville, I think. Yeah, I did not hate that. I think if you're gonna do it, there's three spots to put it. One, you could do preseason. Why 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 don't we why don't we send four teams over? And do preseason over there, right? You could easily do that. You could pick a div- half of the division and do that every single year where a preseason goes over and plays a game in Finland, plays a game in Sweden, plays a game in Germany. I don't know. Like, it's not like that. it's so far away that you can't play in, in, in three different European countries. Like People forget, look, we, we have the biggest hockey league in the world, but th- this is not our sport. <laughs> it's not. It, it, we like to think it is. But it is the Canadian sport, and and the amount of and it's a Russian sport. It's a, it's a, it's a Finnish sport. It's a Swedish sport. You name it. Like like this is a sport that is 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 owned by all. It's it's very similar to soccer in that way. And like I said, I don't hate it all, but there's there's certain spots where you should do it. It should either be a preseason, b beginning of the season, or c right before the All Star break, where you Instead already have the All Star break. Well, no, well, yeah, or you could do it inside of the All Star break. Either or, you could do it instead, or you could do it right before, where those guys have that time off still. So those are the only spots. I'm doing it in the middle of fucking November, or, or sorry, end of October, middle of November, just makes zero sense to me. Like there's like like I said, doing it to a team that comes off a cup run. Look, I know it's important for the team that just won it all. Like it's it's great for the people in Finland. You just got to you get to see a team that just won it. Like instead of having to go see the fucking Jaguars play the damn fucking Saints on on a random on a random Sunday morning, you could actually watch two teams. That one team's a playoff team, and the other one just had one of the biggest offseason signings this year. So so it was good for the game. I I don't disagree with sending us, but man, the NBA does it perfectly. They fucking do preseason. Why 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 can't you do preseason? Like I said, you can do global game so easily it, it, it's funny how we how we're talking about this with the global game and at the same time the nfl is considering having a team in london jimmy like 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 it's never gonna we, work never, it's never, never gonna, gonna work, work unless you have a full division and we are far away from that so this is it's going to be tough and, and it's interesting how they figure all this out but like i said you could do it at better times luckily this team is too damn good to 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 overcome this type of things. And the coaching staff is too damn good to, to make sure that the guys get the rest and get the legs underneath them the right way. But man, if I was, if I was Columbus, I'd be fucking pissed. You go over there, you got fucking shelled twice. 
And what does that do? It changed. It affects your rhythm. Yeah, it affected the Avs' rhythm, but they got six points out of it, or whatever, or four points out of it. No, whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Whatever. Four points. Three, yeah, four points out of it. Like, I, I like I said, if you're Columbus, you gotta be pissed. If you're the Avs, all right, whatever, move on. Like, figure it out. But like I said, this is a question that the NHL can figure out at some point. Okay. It is a global game. I will say that. I don't mind those games. I don't mind them at all. But please figure it out, a better way to do it. Uh, my opinion on it, now that the World Cup of Hockey is coming back, they're a little redundant. Um, and, and to shout out to Team Finland, they did just win the World Junior gold medal. They beat Russia in the gold medal game and, and won the most recent World Juniors tournament. So they've really stepped up their game there. That's why I think the NHL decided to to pick there and also the superstars that we have got yeah, uh, Finland's one Finland. of the top countries in, in terms of players in the U.S. Alexander Barkov, uh, Arturi Lekkinen, Barkov, Patrick Laine. Barkov is Russian, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. but, but either way, there's there's a there's a lot of Finnish players. Like, like either way, there's a lot of Finnish players. I'm gonna let's see, Alexander Barkov. Maybe I'd pr- this sounds like sounds Finnish. Yep. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Either way, it, it, it sounds it sounds Russian, but he is Finnish. Yes. Russian, yeah. I, like wow. I said, the, outside of Canada, uh, the U.S. and Russia, I would say Finland and Sweden are the top two countries in terms of players right now in, in the NHL. Czechoslovakia, they're the Czech Republic now. Oh, it, yep. it can't be. It's not Czechoslovakia. Uh, uh, Czech, I can't say yeah, that as yeah. the this resident social studies geography teacher should probably recognize the new. New name of the country. Uh, let's take a look at our row one brand NHL standings a month into the season. So everybody's played about 14 games or so, give or take. The Avalanche on the lower side of things with 11 with they had basically 14 day period where they only played two games to try and acclimate to the time zone. So in the Eastern Conference, Boston leads the Atlantic Boston's with Toronto and, and Detroit kind of right on their heels. But Boston is 11 and two with uh, 22 total points on the season so far, a plus 23 goal differential. They are on some other other stuff right now. Omar Shand is coming back. Omar, Omar has been incredible for them. And then mm-hmm. also, I mean, they made news in the wrong way this week. With, with the, yeah, that was the stupid – why? I, 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 the, the team's already good. I don't know why why they had to – But that's just like – that's PR 101. First off, if you're that, that guy, if you don't know what we're talking about – it was the Arizona Coyotes at Mitchell the height Miller, of the, sure the pandemic. Richard Miller? Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell Miller. Miller. Mitchell Mil- Miller. The Coyotes drafted him in 2020, and then it came out that the he had this horrendous – Yeah, a first-round pick. He, it came out that he had this horrendous bullying story of not only uh, not only just bullying story, but bullying somebody with mental illness, ment- mentally handicapped person, and it, bad, like court – ordered he had to do certain hours of community service issue a formal apology in the courtroom all of this kind of stuff this was known when the arizona coyotes drafted him he was drafted and guess what everybody let the coyotes have it like this is stupid this guy does not deserve a chance to play in the league right now because one he never never really made a public statement afterwards now he still has it jimmy he still has it i know it's uh, the the guy just got signed and he's had zero remorse signed and zero signed signed and dropped like a bad habit. Zero remorse. Like, like it is. It, like he has had. Was it been two years almost? Two years to say something, and all he has done, all he has done, is send a direct message via Instagram to the guy who 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 he abused for so long last week. <laughs> Fucking two years, Jimmy, and he did it a week before he got signed because he knew he was going to get signed. Well, I guess it's time. I got to say something. No, 
For fuck's sake, I like I said, Boston. Boston is a damn good team right now. I, it made zero sense why the hell they even thought about doing this in general. And look, this is a warning to everyone else in the league. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying this is Kaepernick or not. No, uh, fucking Deshaun Watson level. Like, this is not Deshaun Watson level. Like like level of of, of bad, but this is almost there. And, and and it should be treated as such. The guy should not be in the league. It should not be dealing with this kind of thing. Uh, terrible story, and, and it's just kind of you just wonder why a team like that would do that. Uh, Boston eight two and zero in their last ten games in the Metro: New Jersey, New York, and Carolina. The Islanders, not the Rangers. The Islanders. The Rangers are kind of. I'm going to say it. They haven't looked great outside of Shesterkin. Shesterkin hasn't even been great either. Yeah. I would say Sorokin for for the Islanders has played much better hockey thus far than than, than Shesterkin. Shesterkin. Did you listen to the same Spit and Chicklets episode I just did? Uh, but either way, Sorokin has <laughs> much. Sorokin has been much better, Jimmy. I've watched actually a lot of some some Islanders games because I've been betting yeah. weirdly on hockey games recently. Also, college basketball. Oh, I, 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 I kind of turned myself into a Canadian. Game. Honestly, I turn on hockey over college football some days. And, and I've been just rolling that. And 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 reality, like Shesty needs to be better. He doesn't have Georgiev to back him up on to pick him up on off days. He doesn't have him at oh all. My goodness, he and, just went there, ladies and gentlemen. He's yeah, gonna I have did. the wrath of the New York Rangers Twitter. Hey, Are you fight me! You, you fight me! Bring it on! Last saying, time I checked, Georgiev on, beat you guys. We beat on, you. He, he outplayed Sisterkin. Come at me! I don't care. Fight, let's go. go, Nico. Look into the camera. Tell tell Rangers Nation how you feel. You still have not won shit in 30 years. So, and last time I checked, the only reason why you won anything was because of the great one. So, yeah, come at me. Georgia right now is a better goal than just Turkin. The far end of the bench and the Variety Sports Network are not responsible for the content of this advertising. It's, it, uh, I'm not wrong. Look, you I, don't you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong either. Literally, have never won. He had not Honestly, won anything since the Yankees hey, fucking won a, won won a Mickey Mouse ring when you paid for a ring in two thousand nine. So talk to me that, that, since then. Ranger Nation at Feo TV Pod. Let Nico know how you feel about his Georgie take. I just want I just want the interaction. That's all. I'm, I'm not doing. saying he could be better for forty years. I'm saying right now he's better, and he is. Yeah, I'm not. It's not. It's, I'm stating a fact. Come at me. Uh, I'm stating a fact. New Jersey. I, I want to focus on New Jersey. New York has been good. The Islanders. Um, Carolina, we all kind of expected this is pretty much their year to to get it done, or I kind of feel like they're not going to be considered a cup contender moving forward. I mean, they're, they're kind of trying to battle through injury, but New Jersey, um, they are a big team. They get in the way of shots. Everybody has kind of that workman's mentality. Jack Hughes, the former number one overall pick, is wow. trying to come into his own. And, and it's just for he's He could be the next big winger that we see get moved somewhere and, and sign a major contract. He kind of took a deal bet on himself and he's had a, a very hot start to the beginning of the season. He's, he's kind of leading that top line where people were starting to think that it was going to be Jack Hughes or bust. It's just the rats line. Now. I think that he's, he's kind of the engine that makes that team go and they don't really score a, a ton of goals. Um, good defense. So they play yeah. Good defense. They've only scored 47 goals on the season. They've allowed 33. So they're plus 14 and they're nine, one and Oh, in their last 10 games on a seven-game heater right now. Um, 20, yeah, 20 points on the season overall. So they're they're in a pretty good spot. 
they're, they're like I said, they're a very well-rounded team and very good coach. The team over there is playing, like I said, they're playing really good defensive hockey right now. So I'm not going to say Jack Hughes is the bust here, but Jack Hughes still is is, is an animal, and then when he gets yeah. in his form, he'll still be one of the guys on this team. But we talked about it when it happened, Jimmy. What was one of the biggest off-season signings of the season? Oh yeah, a lot to New Jersey. Well, he's on IR right now, though. Uh, he is, but but we see what Tampa Bay's been doing in the beginning of the year. They're not great right now, yeah. and, and and him in the locker room being being a locker room guy for New Jersey, it's going to help them. It really is. You bring championship mentality in the room, it helps. Yeah, I can see it. Um, Columbus after the major signing of Johnny Gaudreau in the off season, it's not working, and it's, it's they, going. He knew he didn't work. It wasn't going to work, Jimmy. It's going he just got paid. so poorly. So so they're poorly. not a good club. Three they're and nine, three and nine on the season. They have six points through a month. They've played twelve games and have six points out. To remind everybody, you get two for winning, you get one for losing in overtime. They even give loser points, and you only collect six in a month. You you have to be. Are they taking for Bedard? That's the other uh, question. Are we gonna get? Team. Are we gonna get Johnny Johnny Hockey and Connor Bedard on the same line in, uh, in the NHL? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, the NHL and the NBA right now are the big – you are about to see the biggest season of tanking in the world. Whether it be with Benyama, for, the French guy for the, the NBA, or it be Bedard for hockey. Bedard may be the next coming of, of fucking Patrick Kane is what they're saying. And, and, and when Benyama might be the next Giannis-level type of player. like We, we are seeing some unprecedented things in, in, in the lower levels right now. And Bedard right now, they're – look – it's the Coyotes race. It's it, the Coyotes fucking suck. It's 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 the it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's honestly maybe it honestly may even be our good friends the St. Louis Blues because they're yeah. ass too right now. So, yeah, so we went there, Brandon. Fight me. Everybody, I'll fight Blues every, everybody is 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 seeming to tank for this guy. And like I said, unless you have the luck of uh, the the fucking Edmonton Oilers and getting four first round picks in ten years. You better hope for the best because, like I said, it's still going to be tough sledding trying to get the number one pick. We're just going for everybody in this NHL segment. I like it. We're we're tossing the mitts and throwing the haymakers. Get the get the jersey pulled over somebody's head. And we're not even through the Eastern Conference yet. Um, Western Conference, Central Division, Dallas leading things eight three and one, seventeen total points on the year. Winnipeg seven three and one, and then the Avalanche sitting uh, three in the Central at six four and one, coming back. From Finland, 13 points, uh, 15 points for the Jets, and then 17, like I mentioned, for the Stars. Stars are uh, plus 19 goal differential. They're actually – Andre is a stunt. Yeah. Andre is good. Uh, Jason Robertson, man. He's a dude. He's Ooh. a dude. He's a dude. What we saw out of Ottinger in the playoffs has literally almost been identical to, to start the season. They got themselves a guy in the net. I'll tell you that. Like I said, they, they, they know what they're doing over there in Dallas. They – they I mean, they're, they're – Three years, two or three years removed from being in the Stanley Cup final. So yeah. it's it, like I said, team's still halfway intact, still, still there. So, still one of the most infamous moments of, of early at FEO TV pod was the, when I was live tweeting that game and the Avalanche lost oh, the lead, scored to get the lead, and then lost in overtime. And I was like, I, I, I just, I don't even, I, I short circuited at that point. Uh, Jason Robertson through 12 games has 18 points. Eight goals, ten assists. 
The dude has played. The dude has been the uh, uh, cowboy, cowboy Robertson uh, from the Mighty Ducks, basically for for the Stars. Huh. The dude fits <laughs> the mold perfectly. So uh, he he has been the Yeehaw! perfect. So let's so, give uh, me let's rub me some calves. I like it. Uh, Ottinger through seven games, he's five and one, one point four zero goals against, and save percentage currently at a nine five two. It's for real, ladies and gentlemen. Deep in the heart of Texas, they like to play play some hockey. Nine five two. That's pretty good, Jimmy. What is the other goaltender in our division sitting at? Like eight point eight three, I think. That, oh, that, yeah, that, that that's bump, a good idea. Yeah, the the guy, bump. the the. I don't even say his name. You mean the guy, the water bottle tosser, right? Water the, bottle the, tosser. Yeah, yeah, the guy that yeah. pushes people. I think he's the, the whiny, top guy. the whiny one that sits in the back and, and swings. We tried to tell you, St. Louis, you mm. let the better goalie go. <laughs> we tried to tell um, you. <laughs> let's see. Bit bit bitching uh, bitching was, bitchington. Through eight games, three five and zero, oh, three three seven goals against, eight eight six save percentage. <laughs> that's a fucking AHL goalie. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not an NHL caliber. I don't know. Three and a half goals for the, per game. Uh, I would say he should be playing for the Colorado Eagles because I I don't know who the AHL affiliate for the Blues is, but I don't want him touching an Eagles uniform. That's <laughs> that's god awful in the AHL. That's not biggest, good. biggest Mickey Mouse run of 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 the fucking twentieth century was that was that championship run from the and they just unloaded all of their money on him. They're like, yeah, here, take it. You you be the guy. You did. You played forty games for us. Good. Yeah, the guy that we picked up off the waiver wire halfway through the year and what's cup. Yeah, you play. Yeah, this is also the same team who took a former dirty enforcer and made them their head coach because he knows hockey strategy, right? All he knows is how to slash somebody in the knee and then. Punch him in the face. Uh, okay, there, there's our blue slander for the episode. In the Pacific, Vegas, number one. Seattle, number two. And then Los Angeles, the Kings. We we kind of expected the Kings. Maybe we were more expecting the Oilers to be up there around three. But the Kings, I think, are going to be a playoff team. They should have maybe beaten the Oilers in the first round last year. Went down to seven games. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Vegas, they're also 9-1-0 in well, their last ten. And they're on an eight-game win streak, currently the longest in the league. Logan Thompson, they found a dude. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise that Lundier went down. Because <laughs> Logan Thompson really is that dude for them. He, he's been incredible. But, man, how about the damn Kraken, eh? The, 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 they, they have it's, five, it's not, five. Go I ahead. Know it's not sustainable. I'll, I'll pull the rug out from under. Yeah. Let's go it's on this magic. Take us on a what? magic carpet ride, Nico. It's having fun. They're having fun out there. They have a fucking ugly ass troll as their damn mascot. They they have they have champion they have championship experience with Burkowski and Grubar. Grubar's playing again and he's pl- playing pretty decently. So so it's not sustainable. <laughs> the team still is still team is still it's like two, three years away. But you know what? This team could could make a could make a push. Could I'm gonna say could I'm not gonna say I, they I are. See what, hey, I, they could make a push. They could make a push the wild card. I could see them in the spot where the the stars were last season, where they're like the seventh. Yeah, uh, that that makes a little bit of sense to me. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I can't give you a reason why. Um, who is the, their coach? Like, I, th- I think they could make a real push for the seventh. I agree, Jimmy. I think they really could. Well, because I mean, yeah, Burakovsky's probably the the main thing, but. Uh, Guys like Yanni Gore too. Dave Haxtell. So Dave Haxtell showed his his nuts a little bit, and the GM was trying to get him to play Shane Wright more and not Matty Beneers. And 
both of these guys, for those of you who don't follow hockey, kind of like Nico and I do, those are their first two draft picks in, in franchise and history. Both, dude, both of them are studs. Matty Beneers was, was an absolute animal. Uh, I think he's leading all of the, the young guys of his age group. And then, uh, right, I mean, Shane right Wright has been, he's been okay, but it's not been good enough to warrant more minutes over somebody who's who's getting it done for your They're team. They're playing Shane Wright for the reason of he was supposed to be the number one pick last year. And 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 they were like, you know what? We, we ain't got nothing to fucking lose. You just play right now. Go go get some play time on, on, on a mediocre team. And then him and Matty and Baneers, like I said, that's a great one-two punch at, at the C position. So it's uh, – I. I sometimes forget how warped our view of watching the Avalanche play are. Uh, Batty Meniers being one of the better young forwards on the Seattle Kraken team. He is, uh, he's got five goals, four assists for nine points on the season. He's a minus nine. (laughs) And that's good for this team. Like we're, I'm dead serious when I'm saying this is, they're good. Like this is a good run for them, but that's just, (laughs) that's not, we're not the same. We exist. We play the same sport. We're not the same. Um, last thing kind of that I, I wanted to touch on since we are talking about the Knights too, that hit on Petrangelo, uh, two game suspension, it, one of the worst plays that we've seen kind of in the last couple of years, I'd say probably, I can't really remember anything from last year, but like the Tom Wilson hit, uh, on our tournament Panarin and, and the Kadri hit on Falk in the playoffs. Those are kind of the last two that we saw were, were this egregious. Um, uh, and then also Keki, Ko, Koneki, Koneki was trying to fight uh, Matthews, too, and, and there was a little bit of a dust-up there. Got beat up by the entire Leafs locker room, as you would expect when you go after the stashioed uh, American gentleman up there in, in Toronto. Uh, things are a little chippy this season. I like it. I'm I'm here for it. Very chippy to start the season. Very chippy. I, I mean, I mean, some, some, like the mid-level teams and the bad teams are, are bringing it to some big-level teams. Like, yeah, like there's there's a lot of disparity this year between between. Um, obviously, it'll, it'll work itself out, but right now there's some there's some dogs out there that, that that are just barking and trying to bite their way into into relevancy. I mean, I would say right now, if you would have told Chicago Blackhawk fans through the first month of the season they'd be five, five, and two, and and in the mix, like in the mix for one of the wild card spots. They would probably take that right now, and they no, haven't traded pissed, away. Well, they haven't traded away Kane or um, Taves yet. I've been. That's the one thing we don't have to get too deep into this. We can move off um, of, of hockey and get into football, and and maybe touch on a little bit of NBA. But I can't, in good conscience root for the avalanche to be in this Jonathan Taves sweet state. Jimmy, I don't want to even get touched with a 10 foot ball. I get it, but there's so many people saying that it makes sense and, and that it, it'll do this. It would also make sense to Nick Crosby because the Penguins fucking suck too. So you know what? I th- I'd much rather pair that guy over here. So I, I uh, uh, look, look, I don't like Patrick Kane. I don't like Jonathan Taze. But if I were to pick one, I'd pick Patrick Kane, okay? This team doesn't fucking need leadership. Doesn't need a guy to fucking come in and try to lead the locker room. No. If you're going to get a guy, go get a fucking guy. I'd rather be on Patrick Kane as much as I fucking hate him. It's, it's not wrong. I, he's a fucking dick. But would hell you, yeah, he's yeah. a good hockey player. Would you welcome a O'Reilly return? Yes, absolutely. Fucking absolutely. That that's, that's that, that he would be it would basically basically be a little bit bigger version of Cogliano. He has fucking that. sucked though beginning of this year. Oh my god, the dude has fucking he's old. one point. He's so 15. fucking old. He's he's horrendous. He would be a third line center, fourth line. You're so old. I know. Uh, insert the Adam Sandler. It's so 
old. I don't even know. So old. Oh, oh this that's Big Daddy. Have fun with the wrinkly body and ugh. That's going to be weird. Okay, uh, that was your a look at the Row 1 brand NHL standings uh, after a month into the season. Go to rowonebrand.com. Uh, follow them at CoolStub on Twitter, and you'll get uh, 15% off when you use code VSP15 when you order something from the art gallery. They're at Row 1 Brand Powd, sponsor of the Variety Sports Network. Uh, let's talk, quickly touch on some basketball. Uh, the Warriors – not doing great so far. Nuggets uh, through the first 10 games of the season, seven and three, currently tied, three-way tied uh, after the, the Jazz leading the Western Conference. So, hey, hey, Yeah, Utah has been a fucking wagon. <laughs> Did you say they were going to be – they were going to implode? They should be taking, Jimmy. <laughs> they should be taking, but they're fucking not. This team is just literally I, – I, I have never oh, – I, I don't the know. One, the one thing I did want to – is Ime going to be the coach of, of the Nets? Did that get Apparently confirmed? Apparently now, now a lot of uh, – uh, there's still rumblings. They're, he hasn't been confirmed. They have an interim right now coach, and – there's there's pushback and rightfully so 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 it hasn't been confirmed yet it's still there's still things to figure out because obviously they have to give up his rights they have to do a lot of other things and they have to sign them trade them whatever they have to do and but there's a lot of pushback within the the Nets organization especially Joe Sy um who who's who's the owner of the team he he right now is not not completely sold on 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 the already bad press the team gets and and bringing him in so. However, with the Nets, the trade, the trade rumors have been swirling back again, again with KD and Anthony Davis too. So funny how things come full circle. It really is. You can't pay yourself to win all the time. So let's say it really is funny. I was trying. I listened back to our episode from last week, and I was trying to follow along with this whole timeline of the Brooklyn Nets that you so eloquently laid out. And it's just there's too many. It's almost as confusing as the Halloween franchise timeline to where there's this movie that goes this way. But then if you watch this order, it's that way. It's almost like a choose your own adventure. Like Kyrie decided he burned Sage in Boston and then decided, you know what? I'm going to make some anti-Semitic comments because that's what this team needs right now. That's going to be my leadership role. And and the NBA is making Kyrie do all this, uh, 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 all this, all this stuff. Oh, to of, to of course, because you know how many of those top guys have agents with Jewish backgrounds. I, I would yeah, say ninety percent. There is a, there is a lot. I, I would say, I, yeah. I mean, the the two biggest agencies in Los Angeles, CAA and, and WME, both founded and currently ran by men of Jewish heritage. And they run, they run sports and and sports media and, and all that kind of that, stuff. They're not going to let that fly at all, and rightfully so. I, it's it is funny because 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 KD really just fucking put this all on himself, and the guy out there is just getting paid to play ball. I guess at this point, and it's funny because they're not very good, and that and and they could be so much better. Ben Simmons still has more fouls than he has points. Yep, that's still a true stat. They are, yeah, I, they are I, so I mean, just average. Just looking at their, it's one thing after another with that team. The Lakers are right there yeah. with you. I mean, I mean, this Lakers team could not be worse. I, I, I don't know what they think they're gonna get from Westbrook or what they think they're gonna get for Anthony Davis. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna be anything worth your while because every team's gonna laugh in your face, being like, "Do you think we're gonna give up that much for that player? No, you're gonna have to pay his salary and and give us draft picks and two and compensation." 
Like it's 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 funny how how the mighty have fallen absolutely, and the fucking Utah Jazz are number one in the West, a team that trade away their literally two star players, and the other two look. Cleveland is an animal. If I if you if you take any betting advice from me today, you take you make sure you listen to this. Anytime you get plus money with the Cleveland Cavaliers, you take it, and anytime you get plus odds, plus four and a half, plus three and a half, you take it with the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you get minus odds, anything under minus three and a half. You take it as well. This Cleveland Cavaliers team outside of last night, which which burned me, they they have they have covered I think nine of the last ten games. <laughs> this team is good up in Cleveland. They can fucking cover. Man, I, I'm throwing twenty bucks on just on Cavaliers for fucking Raptors games on a damn Sunday where football's on all day because you know what they're gonna cover for me. Do I smell a King LeBron return? I I really think there's a good shot. I'm oh, not even oh look at me. Look at me dropping the hot takes, and it's actually it's actually it's, legit. It's not even that hot because why the fuck would he want to stay with the shit Lakers team? The only reason why he's on this team at this point would be because maybe the Lakers can ma- manage a top a top ten first round pick where they can draft his son. <laughs> That's the only thing Lakers fans are holding on to at this point because the team has nothing is going nice for too. I would say living in that mansion with that view, living in Los Angeles, I don't feel like you stress about much. I mean, you no, wake up. The weather's perfect. Maybe, maybe the maybe driving. <laughs> That's about it. Driving, yeah. The drought's not so great. Earthquakes every now and then, but besides you, that, beautiful. Really you go beautiful. to the beach. Just go to the beach, and at some point, the beach is going to fall off into the ocean, and we're going to exercise that cancer that is California over there on the west coast. And apologies to our friends at Fat Boy Fadeaway. I know that they're going to hear this uh, and, and not be very happy with me. It's all it's all in good fun. Uh, this Brooklyn team is like so average, it's kind of painful. Their points per game is 110.5. Their opponent's point per game right now is 111.5. <laughs> They're four and seven, but just very average. So average. It's not at all. It's, uh, I don't have anything else that I really heard there about. It really the is NBA, a whole so. lot. The Nuggets won three in a row. We're back on track. We're getting back on track. And, and the big three is playing like big three. So, so there isn't a whole lot. Like I said, there's a whole lot. You, it's yeah. we're not. We're, we 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 wait till January for football, for basketball and hockey. Really, we 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 touch on some stories, but we wait because the juice you, right now is what happened on Saturday. Yeah. Real quickly before we get into what happened on Saturday, did you want to mention anything about college basketball starting? Because I know we're going to oh, get into um, it when March Madness comes around, but college my, basketball my, is underway. My Lopes had a twenty point deficit against Montana State. In the second half, on, on what are you on, doing on, down twenty to an FCS school, Nico? Hey, hey, Montana State is a good club, ball club, and we won. So we came back <laughs> and won. The biggest, the biggest uh, compromise you win Michigan yourself in GCU history, and we came back and won. So you almost yeah. Michigan yourself. I can't. Montana State is not a bad ball club. They made the tournament two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Hey, like I said, a win's a win. So and and, and look, I I I. I I, I am what we what you would call a college basketball betting shark. Means basically I'm betting on fucking Mercer and Montana and, and, and fucking Montana and, and Harvard versus Holy Cross games. So and because that's where I make most of my money. My my statistics say that I'm confidently better at betting college basketball than any other sport. And my God, if you think I'm fucking taking it off, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. 
We got to come up with a persona for your gambling, with gambling Nico's persona. We got to come up with a name for that. Maybe that's something that the bench warmers can do. Um, we're going to get into now. We're going to take a look at the SeatGeek college football rankings. This was the most contentious part of the episode last week, and apparently it didn't have to be. We would have just waited like three more days. Like I said, the college football playoff, they're smart because they don't do rankings for so long, and they put out one ranking, and you're like, this is bullshit. This is not how it's going to be. This, this, and this could happen. And then the first week that everything goes out, totally out the window. Everything that we argued over, is TCU going to get the respect that they deserve, blah, blah, blah. It all worked out the way that it needed to. Currently, your college football playoff rankings after going into week 11, uh, Georgia number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee drops down to five, Oregon six, LSU bumps up to seven from 10, SC stays or moves up one to eight, Bama drops down to nine, and then Clemson rounds out the top 10 at number 10. Interesting, huh? It's it's, it's funny. Uh, it's crazy funny. how what a difference four days can make. Think about this, Jimmy. The Pac-12 has as many schools in the top eight as the SEC does. Yeah. Conference a fucking champion, baby. What have I been telling you? What have I fucking been telling you? Oh man. Look, look, look. First of all, all on up to it, my TCU take was fucking horrendous last week. It was I bad. tried to tell I, you. I did not know what was going to happen this week. I didn't think Bama would fucking lose to an LSU team that we all thought was overrated. Dude, that, I, that quarterback at LSU is legit. Oh. I, he's, a, he's a fucking dude. He's a, he's a dude. He's good. He, he's, he's a dude. And, and then uh, did I think that? That Tennessee would beat Georgia, not necessarily. I think, it, I think, I thought they'd make it a game, which they didn't. And did we boy, say, did, I, did we both did, say that eight was too much last week? Because Georgia was favored at eight. They were, yeah, they were nine and a half, and I took it at plus nine and a half, and they fucking covered by double it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, it's wild. And, and then look, what what Clemson did. Notre Dame is fucking bad, Jimmy. How, how bad. much? How how much? How many hail marys did Dabo have to say when he had to go to that ACC meeting? And they go, dude, you are one one chance. All you had to do was go undefeated, and this and committee in. was going to put you in the playoff no matter what. And like, Jimmy, it was they put, they put two loss Bama ahead of them. They said, "Fuck you for making us look bad and put you to put them at 10. This, they said, "You, you think about it that way. Us look bad, so we're gonna put you at 10. Nico, how many yards did the quarterback who just beat Clemson throw for? Do you know? I take don't a, know. Take no. a wild guess. Was it was it really low or really high? Please help me with that. I don't. I didn't watch really, the really, really low. Like <laughs> twenty, not quite. Lower? Bit, no, it's a little bit more. Thirty-three, eighty-five. Eighty? Okay, not that low. Eighty-five. Nine. So well, I should have told you he threw seventeen passes, completed nine of them for eighty-five yards. His QBR as the winning quarterback was fifty-three point nine. Love to see it. <laughs> this is this this Notre Dame team's bad. This is a team that beat Low Austin Marshall. That's not they beat that, the okay? shit out of them up front. I can tell you that. Two hundred sixty-three <laughs> yards rushing. It, it really is just so funny how how badly they did Clemson after losing that game. They said "fuck you." They really did. They said "fuck they, you." They yeah. bad. They, they said not, "we don't not care." Appreciate. They did not appreciate what they did. And and look, there's a lot. And look, Tennessee, they got their shit broken, but. 
they still have a very good chance. Uh, that's that's the thing, though. What, it, what it, people were were failing to recognize going into last week was when it's not a neutral site game. These teams that are are going into these environments like road, Georgia, yeah. Texas, Alabama almost lost to Texas. Alabama probably should have lost to Texas in Austin. The, the home field advantage place. in college football is very, very powerful. And that's, I think, what you saw there. And give credit to Georgia's defense has – they're not as good as they were last season. Not yeah, not even close, not by a long shot. Their dudes showed out. I mean, nobody is able to cover Tennessee's receivers one-on-one and still get pressure on the quarterback. I was very disappointed. I thought – in my honest opinion, I thought that it was going to come down to Tennessee's offensive line. Tennessee's offensive line could have just, you know, blocked anybody. Then you give Hendon Hooker a chance to help win this game. They didn't block a soul. He got sacked seven times, but well, technically six, because they said Hendon Hooker fell across the line of scrimmage on the last one. But it was, I was listening to the Georgia broadcast on, on the Sirius app there. And one, that play-by-play commentator says we whenever the the Bulldogs do anything. He's one of those commentators. Oh, he's still up the field. It's like, what did he, what did he, what did you do? You you what didn't did do you nothing. Do yeah. Um it, it was, I mean, from start to finish. Stetson Bennett, I, I think I might have to start giving him some respect. Yeah. The, Maybe the, just the, a little bit. The dude had his phone number leaked to the Tennessee students and fucking after the touchdown the did this section. to me. Yeah. Call he called me. the student section. He, the balls, I love. I loved it. Look, Seth Smith does deserve some love. The, the dude is, is him. He is him. And, and, and like I said, there's the, really is. It is who 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 wants it, Jimmy? Because if I don't know if you fucking watched Ohio State, they were tied seven to seven against Northwestern at halftime. Northwestern, the school, the school that doesn't play that doesn't play sports, they play school. Okay, no one goes to Northwestern for school for for sports there. They go for their academics, mm-hmm. and they were tied seven to seven to that team at halftime. And the more I watch Jimmy, the, the Ohio State, and the more I watch Michigan. You think Michigan's gonna beat them, huh? I think Michigan might beat them again. In I the really shoe? do. I, I it's Ohio oh, State can't fucking stop the run, Jimmy. They can't. It's one thing that Michigan can fucking do is run the damn ball. Yeah, they I, are really it, good. It really that. is gonna be a test. And man, look, TCU, don't fuck this up. Do not fuck this Please up. Please don't. You yeah. have their chance. You have your chance to, to say fuck you to two SEC schools or fuck you to two Big Ten schools. You can be like, you know what? Either Michigan or Ohio State, one of you guys are making in, or either Georgia or Tennessee, one of you guys are going in, and no one else because we're here. And, and you have a chance. Just don't fuck it up. Don't fuck you it up. You know who else is really rooting for TCU now, too? The team that put a hurting on the Buffaloes, Oregon. It, it, Oregon's like, if you if you win and I win, then we could maybe eliminate the well, whoever doesn't make the SEC championship in this Oregon's case. Oregon's only be losses Tennessee. to Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State beats Michigan. No, a only conference. losses to Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Sorry, only losses to Georgia. Either way, or, either way Georgia. I, better. I was saying that's no, better, better. For, their, better. For, for their case. They have a they they have a real conversation to to to, to have a real shot here. I yeah. love it. I, I don't. I don't. Jimmy, my goal, my goal, is that we don't have two SEC schools and don't have two Big Ten schools. Give me a Pac-12 school. Give me TCU. And give me one SEC, one Big Ten. Let's fucking roll, baby. I'm I'm here for it. I think that would be good for everything involved. Um, let's discuss it here. Uh, I think I know where you're gonna go with this, but I'll pose the question because I know everybody else is thinking it. Is the dynasty dead? 
Uh, and by the way, how does it feel, Crimson Tide fans? You have to now say losses on your season. You have lo- loss. That's the plural of that. Losses. I'm not. Losses I'm not, on your I'm season. not saying it's dead. It's not. It's dead. not dead. They'll still. They'll still get the the number top five recruiting class. They'll still. They'll still get the, whoever they want to come in and play for them. It's not dead. It's Here's just what I think. Years. It's, it's I, I don't think that Bryce Young was ready to come back. I don't, I don't, I don't think he was either. I think he was already shifted to the NFL. And it's funny, well, Jimmy, Bryce Young. He is going to leave without a national championship. The school that we talk about being like every person that has come through there has won two things. That's the he's going to lift the curse. He, 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 they leave with two, one or two things: either an SEC championship or a national championship. Bama is not winning either of those this year, and they didn't win it last year. It really Maybe is funny. Maybe that'll lift the curse. Maybe that'll be that's the the golden dagger that. And Bryce Young is is the probably quote unquote the best quarterback prospect they've had in a few years. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. No one thought he could be who what he was. Tua, there's a lot of hype, but no one he wasn't number one pick projected. Bryce Young is number one, number two projected right now, and the dude has shipped it in. And, and look, this nil deal. If there's one school attaining it right now. It's Alabama. And everyone thought it'd make them stronger, but everyone's like, you know what? I can get the same fucking money at Texas, or Texas is going to be playing me more. No, I'll just go to Texas, get paid more, pay, pay the exact same, and be close to home. Alabama, it's it's tough when it's leaving the play field, isn't it? It's tough. I do want it's to mention Jaden. It's not that though. It's no, not it's that. not. That. Not, it's it's not, not. That. They're, that's a tough environment, and, and Alabama historically struggles on the road. They're not good in big time games on the road, uh, even though that had basically been their home stadium for the last eight years or so. And it still took overtime and a two point conversion. Brian Kelly had to, to make his, he had to drop some gumbo out there at midfield and actually go for it. And I'll give him the credit because his team looks so much better than it did that opening night game against Florida state. That's just going to haunt this team for the rest of the season. And um, the loss to Tennessee now doesn't it, it's, still, it's still not a bad loss, but it doesn't look the way that it did when they were number one. This is, I mean, this team next year could be something because Jaden Daniels Kelly, is going to be back. Ke- yeah, Brian Kelly did it for his family. I did it for his family. Did, so it, Brian, did it for did it for my family. Did it for my family. <laughs> if you don't know uh, what I'm talking about, search Brian Kelly family. The dude changed his voice when talking to a basketball crowd. I'm doing it for my family. <laughs> super excited to be down here in deep in, the, deep in the heart of the South. And, Me uh, and my gonna, family. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> I think, too, somebody that it's a little bit too early to get into draft projections. I want to say I want to get this out here now, and I could be totally wrong. But if it works out, it's going to be a totally boss story. Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Do, do I, ha- I just have a feeling. He's got some dog in him. He absolutely has some dog in him. I, hey, I he's been playing in college for like seven years. He's going to yeah. be mature when he gets to the NFL. It's, it's going to be fucking uh, uh, Matt Ryan, basically. The dude will, will be a backup and then will become a starter or something and, and just live in his own life. And, and if he's on a good team, he's yeah. athletic enough that he can he can kind of make you work. Honestly, if I was if I was your team, knowing that you're going to have to – you make that quarterback room a little bit more solid behind oh, Russ and his delicate I hamstrings. Know. I know it doesn't hurt, but taking a chance on him. I know there are worse things. In the, there are worse things that you could do. In the words of Rizzo from Greece, 
yeah, you're not wrong. I hate that you're not wrong, but you're not wrong. I really hope that we have some some closeted theater theater nerds like myself who got that reference because that was I worked hard for that one. I never. It, it took me two and a half years to finally work in a Grease reference on the podcast. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, that's a look at your Seat Geek college football playoff rankings uh, and a little bit of the slate last weekend. Not necessarily the best. It, it's the bye week for a lot of schools. Um, and then we're also still trying to gear up that Thanksgiving weekend when Michigan and Ohio State play. It's one of my favorite. It, it, that day, that and then the Friday after when Nebraska used to play Colorado every year, those were like my two favorite days in the college football calendar. We obviously don't get those anymore. Um, hey, you get the Boston Bowl this weekend. Yeah, the so, it is this weekend. Yeah, so there you go. You yeah, go, but, go but then Harbaugh didn't sign the – oh, no, it wasn't Harbaugh. I think it was the AD for Nebraska didn't sign the, I'm the pretty contract. Sure Lincoln, we're not Lincoln Riley. What the fuck's his name? Scott Frost did. But, I mean, they're they're bringing it. They're not hoisting it, but they're bringing it. <laughs> so well, we'll, we'll see how that thing goes. But I think uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see how it works out. That's the Seat Geek college football playoff rankings uh, here uh, use code when you download the SeatGeek app. Use promo code VSN. You get twenty dollars off your first purchase when you order uh, your tickets through SeatGeek. It's awesome. They look for the best deals. You can get last minute tickets, so you don't necessarily have to have something planned out in advance. Uh, and SeatGeek is now a proud sponsor of the Variety Sports Network, one of the newer sponsors of VSN. So super happy that they jumped on board and and were able to represent them. Uh, let's go. We'll go to the Pick'em first, and, and we'll look at back at last week. So we picked Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Minnesota, Philadelphia versus Houston, Cincinnati versus Carolina, Minnesota versus Washington, which will you'll have to talk about for your 27 days of football Christmas, uh, Tennessee, Kansas City, and then the Baltimore New Orleans game on Monday night. We didn't we left out the Broncos because they were on their bye week. We'll leave out the Bengals this week because they were on their they're on their bye week. Um, but let's start, I guess. The most impressive game of the weekend? Maybe the most impressive performance of the weekend? You know where I'm going with this. I I, I finally I, – I get to brag on my team a little bit, so you know where I'm going. Um, Joe Mixon was everybody's daddy in, in fantasy football this year or this, this week. Is, this, is, this is true. Anybody could be their fucking daddy against a shit Panthers team, though. Yeah, but like, that's the thing. They, nobody had been. That's the crazy thing. I know that everybody was going to say that. I'm Jimmy. Jimmy Carolina I'm, had been playing with teams the last two, the two weeks leading up to that. Been playing with the fucking Falcons and been playing with who? The they division play? leader Falcons. Okay. okay. Oh, all right, Jimmy. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Play with the Falcons and then who? Five they touchdowns. Have? Five touchdown performance. The Falcons and then the week before that, it was some other bum team. Hold on. I think it was the Bucks too. Don't it was don't it yuck was, my yum right now. Oh Get yeah, Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay, and those they're not trash. Are you talking team. about the top two teams in their division? Yeah, yeah. The team whose quarterback just got divorced the week of, by the way, and the other team who, who, who look, <laughs> the Falcons should be tanking right now. So they should be tanking for CJ Stroud, Bryce, Bryce Young, or, or or Willie Anderson at this point because there's no point in, in them winning football games right now. But yeah, look, look, I'll, look. You deserved it, forty-two twenty-one. I'll give you hats off to that. I would not say it's the most dominating performance of the week. Nico, thirty-five nothing at halftime and mixing. I don't know if you watched Seattle, the what they did to Arizona, but that's but, not. But, the, don't tell me that. No, that's not even comparable because the Bengals. That was Baltimore. Baltimore also poured in on New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans yeah, look, yeah New Orleans but that's Lamar. It doesn't count. It just doesn't count. 
first running back in NFL history with 100 touchdown passes. Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for your team. I really am. But I mean, the only I bad thing that, that I, I wish I need you would have pulled to out. do that every week, Jimmy. I know. So do because I. I cannot I, be cheering on a Panthers win in November. I cannot be that excited over that. That's something that should have happened because that team was in the Super Bowl last year. It should have happened. If, if it didn't happen, it was a close game. We would have sat here and been like, what the fuck is wrong with this team? It's not celebrate. It's it's celebrating doing what you need to do to a team. And that's that score was not an indication of that game. It was not close. The, here's the thing. The I, I, Bengals I had wasn't. more points in the first half than the Panthers had yards. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm not hyping up a, a Panthers win. Oh, I'm hyping it up, and everybody should be hyping it up out there. This is the exactly the type of – don't be salty because your team can't score more than 23. Jimmy, That's, I know my I know my team's bad. I, no, I, I'm, I know not, I'm not saying – I think that, that – You don't have to disagree right with now. me. I know no, they're you're, bad. You're, you're a little jaded right now. I'm just telling you. But this team salty. needs to do this against fucking Baltimore. Well, yeah. Yeah, um, they did it against Baltimore last year, twice. And they got Joe, you to the Super Bowl. Let's do it again. Joe Burrow year. threw for a thousand yards Super against Bowl. the Cardinals. Alone. I just don't. I just want you happy and fucking and and April and May or whenever Mar- the March it is March. No, oh, February. Super Bowl's oh, in February. I, gotta tell you, I want you happy in February. Whatever the fuck the Super Bowl is. I yeah, you'll get a kick out of this. Quick class classroom story. First one on the podcast. But we were talking about Africa, and I was trying to explain to them I, I, the championship shirts, how they make shirts for both teams and playing in the championship game. They get shipped over there. Oh, yeah. One of the kids, he's sitting there. He's raising his hand. He has his hand raised the entire time while he was explaining. I go, okay, yes. What would you like to say? So they're probably wearing a lot of uh, Phillies <laughs> and Bengals shirts over in Africa right now, huh? I just – Oh, that hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He and I can't wrong. smack a 12-year-old. I'm Even sorry. if he deserves it. I'm sorry. That was... That's tough. That kid definitely got a letter grade down on his next paper. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was just was... so – I couldn't even really be upset about it because it was so seamless. That was oh. – normally these kids aren't that good. Like they stumble or something, but that was – no, he's, that was a he solid... answered the question that I asked. And then he goes, oh, so they're probably wearing uh, some Phillies and Bengals shirts, huh? Oh, that's tough. At least you're not a Phillies fan. It could be worse, right? <laughs> Oof. Ouch. That one hurts. That, that one hurt right here. Um yeah, that I the only thing too that I would have liked to see Mixon do the, the Booker T, the five time, five time. He's normally so good at his touchdown celebrations. Everybody counts. Everybody can count. One, two, three, four, five. Give me something different. Just do something. Yeah, do something. Um, I kind of want to go. We're gonna jump around a little bit. Tennessee, Kansas City. This Tennessee team knows how to do one thing, and that's play at 110. percent That's all full they ball, do. Full throttle, no matter what. Um, but to do you think Malik Willis forgets that you can throw to receivers? I, I think I think he has. A, I don't think he knows the name of a single receiver on his team. I, I think he forgets. Nobody it's does. Cra- it's crazy. Him, nobody it, does. This Tennessee team is like you know a. Is, is a what type, uh, an AJ Brown type caliber receiver away from being a really good again? It's it's. I wonder how they could have got. Bad. Wonder yeah. wonder how they should go try to get him. Do you think the Eagles would give him up? I don't know. Or but, somebody but, yeah. of that caliber. Somebody of that caliber. That maybe you drafted yeah. in the second round. Yeah, I mean a guy that was a second round draft pick, so he wasn't that expensive, and you could lock up for a long term deal. You know. Look! Look! If if, I, if I'm if I'm being frank here. 
if there's one team that a Lamar Jackson or or a I don't know fucking Dak Prescott if Dallas moves on or whatever a quarterback that's available this offseason should go to should be the Tennessee fucking Titans because one they're getting a new stadium in three years <laughs> you're gonna be indoors in one of the best most beautiful stadiums in the world. You don't have to do shit offensively. You can just give the ball number 22 when all hell breaks loose. Your defense is – it doesn't matter if it loses players. It's always going to play hard. And you play in a division that's literally incompetent. (laughs) What else do you want? What do you mean? Starting a former center as your head coach is is incompetent? I know you love your center. We'll get to that here in a moment. But let me talk about Tennessee. Look, look, like I said, they right into the middle plays that game. Tennessee might win that game. I don't know how they were a plus 13 and a half dog. I took the plus money. I absolutely did. Did I think they were going to win? No. I knew Kansas City was going to win. But I knew Tennessee was going to make it interesting because they'll just run the damn ball and run the clock out. And, and Kansas City won't have time to put up more than 20 points. I, I Look, I, I Kansas City obviously still has some question marks, but there's no one else I'd rather have in this league than Patrick Mahomes still. Outside, maybe Josh Allen, but we'll get to that here in a minute too. And what Patrick Mahomes does with the football in his hands, it was just magic. And, man, like I said, Tennessee, you're, you're one receiver and one competent quarterback away from being the favorites in a, to win the Super Bowl. Let's put it that way. Because you are you are one of the best coach teams in football, and there's zero doubt about it. Yeah, they uh, – just being able to play at that level all the time. A lot of teams, even if they're professional athletes – Everybody's trying to win every week, but sometimes you get teams that kind of settle in. And this was a team that could have definitely settled in. They were 0-2 to start the season and 0-2 against teams they should not be losing to. They didn't really flinch. And a guy like Mike Vrabel, I there's mixed opinions about him just in my own household. So I'm sure that everybody has mixed opinions about his coaching methods. Seemed to work. Seems to be fairly successful. I mean, AFC championship appearance with the team they haven't had a good offense outside of like the offensive line for years and maybe even longer than that. I think maybe Steve McNair and Eddie George were the last time you could say this offense was maybe the one year with the chunk. Maybe that's, that's probably it. That's that's maybe Chris Chris Johnson's 2000 yard season. Those are like the very few moments in time where you could pick out the Tennessee Titans as being an offensive juggernaut. That's, Almost incredible. It's like they want to fight with they're the guy that wants to fight after getting punched in the face for the first four rounds. It's like I, I gotta wake myself up first. No, you can just you can just hit him right away. No, no, I gotta I gotta let him hit, break my nose. Once he breaks they're, my nose, then I'll know it's a fight. Yeah, they'll keep come back coming back up though after you you, you think they're they're dead. And that's the yeah. one thing this team will, will always continue to do. Uh, do we want to talk about Kirky Swag, or are we going to go to uh, maybe maybe talking about the issues? Um, yeah, the issues that that we saw in Buffalo that that arose. Let's there. let's talk about Buffalo because look, we, we don't give enough love to the Vikings. There's zero doubt about it. The team's good, plain and simple. Kevin O'Connell is probably in position right now to be coach of the year, and, and this Vikings team has got some dollars. They're playing great defensive football, and they have the studs offensively, adding Hawkinson even bigger. But man, Buffalo is, has some kinks in its armor, and and look, I, I'll I'll say it. But the the Jets are. Fuck, this is this is very tough to get out. Good. The Jets the, the Jets the, the Jets are good. They're well coached. And and, and their defense is flying around. The de- and look, Sauce Gardner may hold a dude every other fucking play, but the defense is still very, very good. 
and and, and, and look, and, and and this Jets team is halfway decent, and and they're going to they're going to break the streak of of the longest playoff drought, and the Broncos will hold it at the end of the season. Plain and simple, it's exactly what's going to happen. And but but man, Buffalo, Josh Allen being injured, you better hope this 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 elbow injury ain't nothing, because your season could have came and went just like that. Poor Buffalo, behind mighty. And then you, you run into a team like the Jets who just pass rush the hell out of you and get to and all they wanted to do was make sure Josh Allen felt the breath of Quinn Williams on him every single play and made life living hell on him. And then he gets injured in that game. Could be trouble in Buffalo. It really could. I love the way that you did that because you're gonna get you're gonna draw Dom in because he's like he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. And then it's the most backhanded compliments that you could ever receive. It's everybody who's been there, like getting broken up with in a bad relationship. You've been there. It's like, you know, you just, you're good, but you just don't do anything that I ask of you. You're, you're like, good, but you, you, you're, you're just, good, but you suck somehow still. Just yeah, know that exactly. I still hate you and that you still suck. That's, I, I have no hate for Jets fans. I only like giving John dumb shit. Uh, there's, a, there, <laughs> there's no reason for me to hate the Jets in general at all. I, I just, I, I, Look, they're gonna be a first round exit. Oh. I'll fucking say it. They're gonna make the playoffs still be a first round exit to fucking Buffalo or Kansas yeah. City. I'll put that to my fucking grave. So I so I I good for you, Jets fans. I'm happy for you. You deserve I'll it. have to tell you off the off the podcast, just in case on the off chance that he does listen to this episode. I found what I'm getting him for Christmas and it's it's something from Barstool and it's perfect for the the gift giving season. So I'm excited that I found that. I'll I'll tell you when we get off. Uh, of the actual show. Uh, let's talk now. Philadelphia, 8-0, only undefeated team left on the season. I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, Nick Sirianni, a total 180, kind of gave himself his own coaching facelift, if, if you want to get, if you want to say it like that. Um, one of the first guys to kind of relinquish what we're all talking about, Nathaniel Hackett doing, kind of giving up all of this responsibility and just being the head coach and the game manager. And he's done that. It's been working well. And Jalen Hurts is still, I mean, not throwing touchdowns, but he's still getting his offense to score. This team he's, is he threw this four. team is he, that, the dude's balling. Jalen Hurts yeah, is doing this a is that job good. Like, like they are playing all facets of the game. Houston gave him a scare. They really did on Thursday. They absolutely did. Uh, um, but in, in reality, what happened was the defense finally locked in for Philly. There's a reason why they're one of the best defenses in football. They fly around the football and, and they just play hard, good hard football and. Like I said Houston is nowhere where they should be. There's a Houston. You got your win over Philadelphia already this week. You didn't care about Thursday night football. I don't think they fucking cared at all. But Philadelphia got your one up at some point, so good for you. And and like I said, Jalen Hurts. There's a real conversation with him being in the MVP race. Absolutely, they should be. Uh, last thing that I wanted to mention, just because it it made me laugh very hard when I when I did see it. We're going to talk about Jeff Saturday because I'm picking – I put the Colts on our pick them because we needed the extra oh, game. We're going to talk about that. Too. I really yeah. wanted you to. No, I, I really I, was hoping. <laughs> I read your mind. We, we've we been doing this long enough that I read your mind. Uh, Mike McDaniel really needs to work on hiding how high he is when he does his post-game press conferences. The dude is not subtle about this thing at all. Like, did you see when the reporter – he's like, so it looked like you had a little verbal exchange, you know. He, he kind of threw some verbal jabs at Justin Fields. And the dude is just, like, trying to register, like, what language do I speak? Oh, yeah, English. Uh, Yeah, I, he was running the ball, and I just wanted him to stop doing that. <laughs> 
really uh, okay. And let's be honest too, jokingly, all side, if Miami wasn't good, we'd all fucking shit him, shine him for it. But since they're good, we can he can do whatever the hell. And he he's wants. really, really smart when he draws up his plays. I mean, sure, so. And uh Tyreek Hill already like I don't like giving him praise because of the kind of person that he is, but he is a weapon. We can hear Jimmy, I'll make it better. Jalen Waddle is the fucking weapon of the century. The dude looks like looks like the best wide receiver out of that draft class um last year. Wasn't it last year or was it yeah, his was yeah, yeah, last year. Last year. And he's yep. a he's a rookie doing this everyone. He's a rookie. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, the dude's an animal. He's only gonna get better. Great. Yeah, so happy about that. I and mean, it's gonna be so perfect that Miami be good in this in this conference, also. Um Let's get into week 10. Let's look ahead. Uh, Bullets lock, like we mentioned, it lost. Oklahoma State minus two and a half uh, against Kansas. They didn't put and up a fucking point either. No. <laughs> I well, the Jayhawks, I don't know. Jayhawks <laughs> shut them out. Yeah, that's, that's, put that's why Oklahoma State. State's a wrestling school. They are a college wrestling school. I know. School. They still kept dragging me in, Jimmy. I thought I had hope for them. Just when I, I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. Uh, kicking things off Thursday night football. Everybody's going to be watching this one. This is. I mean, the the memes have been going around. This if you need to get like brownie points, I know you have a girlfriend. I don't have to stay in and watch sports tonight. Let's go out. Let's go to dinner. No, I always I'm watch football. This is for that. you. Yeah, I uh, I'm not watching Atlanta this. and Carolina, the Falcons versus the Cardinals, battle for the basement in the uh, NFC South. I'm just gonna get right to it. Who who are you picking? Who do you think is gonna suck well, worse? Well, on if Thursday? you forget one of the, one honestly one of the game of the year so far with the hail mary two weeks ago with PJ Walker and DJ Moore and the infamous helmet thing happened in Atlanta. Funny enough, so so maybe it could be a good game, but I'm sure as hell not fucking watching this. You know, and you know what? Because I don't think Atlanta is that much better than Carolina, and Carolina might be throwing out Sam Darnold this week. Who knows? So so give me Carolina. I don't I don't know why. But I am. I, I I cannot. Don't ask me why. But I just I'm I'm picking a strong because they're throwing out. You said they're because they're throwing out Sam Darnold. That's your. I just want to be perfectly I didn't, clear. I, didn't, I told you not to ask why. I just I just said. Fuck I just it. wanted to make sure we were on the I same said, page. It. Because Sam fuck Darnold is coming back. That is why you're picking the Panthers. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Panthers <laughs> won the game in Atlanta. No, right? they lost. Remember, okay. they lost in overtime. DJ. I uh, know. I did not watch the. Down. I didn't watch the first game that these two played against each other. I either, didn't so. either. I only saw what happened. <laughs> uh, I'll just go for. I'll go with Atlanta for the sake of you took one game that was different last year. I don't or last week. I don't want to be it's all not, in It's step. not like we're we're, we're there, there's any logical reason why we're picking this game. <laughs> just just because it's a primetime game, Jeff Bezos has got to be pissed. He's like, who plays on Thursday this week? Damn it! I paid one point two billion dollars for you. Yeah, he's gonna pay one point two billion for the fucking uh, commanders, though, too. So that's that's with, with uh, something that we haven't been able to actually talk about yet. It's looks like it's actually legit. Dan Snyder might actually sell the team. Well, I'll see it when I believe it. Is all I'll say. <laughs> oh, it's it, they said it's gonna. It's probably more than likely a three year process, and in that time, he could just still decide. No, oh, I don't want to. Um, Whoever the new ownership group is, please change the name. That's all I care about. Just, just give me something better. What do you got against against the commies, man? I just, there were Jimmy. There were so many other good names. I know. Still I know. Me off the best That's it. You alienated an entire generation of your fan base. Like none of your fans that are old enough to remember the Cold War or communism when that was a thing. They're like, I can't. 
The commander. And, and, and all the kids, what the fuck's a probably ask their parents, what the hell is a commander? Yeah, I was I gonna say, the kids are saying, what the fuck is a commander? And like, go commanders, I guess. We are commanders. Bomb, 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 bomb. Like, I, I, woohoo. <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, I, was, I like it. We're, we're on this one. Um, Denver at Tennessee. Your Broncos coming back off their bye. I will say, did you watch the Bussin clip? Uh, people are saying that it wasn't just Russ doing the high knees. So I guess I should have joined in when you were doing your high knees last week. It doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter. It's still fucking weird. And still, like, I, the, oh man, I look, look, Russell Wilson took a Cabo trip last week on his bye week, which is interesting. He stayed extra long in London. I don't know if he stayed with the team or left with the team or what. I heard he, he, I went think right he back. flew private. Yeah. He provided So he might have, he, here is Urban Meyer 2.0. Um, but plain and simple, the season's on the line, right? Season's on the line here. Any, any any chance you think you have at making a wild card, any chance you think you may have, you have to win this week. It's plain and simple. This week either ends the season right here or gives this fan base a little bit of hope. And and and, and <laughs> it could not come at a worse time. Are you going to be oh, able man, to stop man. the run without Bradley Chubb? Or maybe a better time. Bradley Chubb is not a run starter. I know he's not, but that's – I mean, that, that... – well, I couldn't have picked. I couldn't have picked the wrong, a worse week. Picked the wrong week to lose your fifth, row, fifth overall draft pick on the defensive side of the ball when you're going up against Tractor Cito and Tractor Cito season. The dude yeah, is it. he's different in November. Jimmy, I will tell you this: if Malik Willis plays, there's a chance. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. There's, Malik, there's really good chance. And the, and and the and Titans Real- have not thrown a touchdown pass to a receiver in this month. In re- in reality, Jimmy, if they throw Malik Willis out there, this may this team may throw eight five passes. Because if there's one thing this Broncos defense is good at right now, it, it is the pat is the pass defense. And they it's not are great soft as defense. butter in the run. Yeah, they're soft as butter in the run, but man, they can do a hell of a lot of job in the pass game. So if anything, you fucking load the box against this team and let Sertan go one on one with fucking. Bobby Trees and let let and let Kayvon Williams with one arm go one on one with the other receiver, whoever the hell they want to throw out there, and hope for the best. I, I mean, look, look, I my heart says pick my team, my mind says I should. Why the hell? What the fuck's wrong with you? Tennessee's gonna roll through us at home. I guess I'll pick my team. Fuck it. I like. I said, there's nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. I think my team's gonna lose. I really do. But but you know what? Just for me hoping I'm on the right side of things, I'll pick the Broncos because I still hate that I was on the wrong side of the Jaguars game. I'm going with the Titans. I think that they're. I, I don't hate you, Jimmy, for it. I really uh, don't. I would. I would. I do other... think that it is. I mean, how every other Broncos game is gone. I think that both offenses are going to suck. So bad. Just I, no points, no points whatsoever. My lock. Yeah, if Jimmy, I, did you if see I was the one who gave that out, right now, thirty-eight. I, I was half. gonna say. I was gonna say if I was giving out my locks for this week, the under yeah. of this game would be. It, I see it as thirty-nine. Thirty-nine helps a little bit because thirty-eight and yeah. a half is tough. I'd like thirty-nine a little bit better. Unless okay, either, either way, yeah, you jump on that right now if you're if you're a better. That's all. I'll say. I, I would say so, especially would... if Malik Willis is playing. Because I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm kidding, not kidding right now. The clock may not stop running. It may just continue running the whole game. It may, may maybe no. It may it may be just an AYL football game where they where the clock just doesn't stop unless a timeout's called, and there'll yeah. be no timeouts called 
I no, no, no timeouts called, no TV timeouts. Shout out my little guys for winning the AYL Super Bowl, by the way. 40 and 0. How about that, eh? 40 and 0. Four four years as a team, four years undefeated. They go out to Mesquite, Nevada in a couple weeks for the national tournament. Uh different one than the, we played in. I can't go because you know, teaching and, and whatnot. But back on track here. Indianapolis going to Las Vegas. This is it was going to be which which of these coaches are going to get fired first. The Colts answered that question. It was Frank Reich. Um, why? Jeff Saturday. Like, I get it. No, I Not really. He knows football. He does. Um, doesn't have a great history with calling plays in Indianapolis. Jimmy, do you, do you know what his only full season High school. of football coaching his record is? No. Three and seven. Nice. <laughs> At the there high school go. level. There Three we and go. seven. <laughs> this was go. Texas high school football too, right? So it was it was top notch. No, it was Georgia. He was he was in Georgia. Either way, it was still not it's, bad. But three he, and seven. Yeah, it's... I, look, look, plain and simple. I, I, I still think he can have coach McDaniels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still That's can not the issue him. here. The issue is this is now gonna set a precedent like is everybody going to hire an ESPN analyst to be hey, their head coach? Hey, sign me up. I'll take Peyton as my fucking coach right now. Sign me up. I'll take it. I'll Peyton take would it. be something. Peyton's That's different, thing. though. Peyton that, is much yeah. different. Peyton has, Peyton's the reason why I don't know. Jeff's going to be calling plays. He's not the play caller, but he's going to be calling plays. And just from the sideline, if I was Peyton, and I know Peyton kind of has the same sense of humor, too, I would buy the seat. I would buy a ticket and I would sit behind where I could see. You follow the plays, Jeff. Jimmy, Jimmy, in reality, why the fuck is there? What is Jeff Saturday going to do on Sunday? Stand there. Fucking be the the, the, the emotional support guy because he's not giving away. Look, he he obviously probably knows Quentin Nelson and a couple of the dudes because he's around the team always. But it's not like he doesn't fucking know the play calls on either side of the ball. Everybody He's gonna have the headset on, just fucking have center. nothing in his hands, just sitting there being a hype guy. <laughs> he, what was Rich Basaccia last year? The, it, but Basaccia actually actually he knew coached. the players. Yeah, he knew the players. Knew the players and coached. I get you. Yeah. It's different if, if it was Marvin Harrison who was the receivers coach, right? It's different if it's that. It would be different if, if he was brought into like a member of the staff <laughs> or something. At least the old line coach. Like fuck. Like, like they, well, they well, why, would he teach, why would he keep coach O line? He only played it in the pros for fifteen years. Man, I it's it's really is hilarious. Like look, and in reality, the other side of the football, the team, the, the, the Raiders have fucking blown seventeen point leads three times this season, and blew a twenty point lead last week. I it's it's it, like I said, if the Broncos were if the Raiders play as many primetime games as the Broncos did, that team would be the laughing stock of the league. And I will live on die by that sword. I don't care. This team added everything they could and is showing how badly coached they are and how bad Derek Carr is. In reality, Derek Carr, welcome to your football tryout for the Colts next year. <laughs> because this is because you look like what because you play good on Sunday. You're gonna be you're gonna be an Indianapolis Colt next year. Is all I'll say. Jim Mercer is just sitting there, like man, he throws the check down nice. Like the right last over there. I can see him with a blue horseshoe on the side of his head. By the way, don't knock the emotional support centers until you try them. We we can we can have a lot of benefits. I'm just throwing that out there. It's just it's just funny. Ask the girls that I've dated in my past. Actually, never mind. You don't want to do that. 
but emotional support centers, they're going to become a thing. If you need one, I am available $20 a day. That's my, that's my fee. That's a going rate currently. Um, man, are you picking? I know you're not picking the Raiders, right? You're not picking uh, yeah, the Raiders. I, I'm picking the Raiders. This is all just, different. Just to spite them because fuck it. You know, let me give, give me a good story. Give me Jeff Siren and the Colts. Because I want Josh McDaniels to, to, to keep losing and the Raiders be like, you know what? Let's keep having meetings. Mark There's Davis, no way. Mark Davis is like, you know, let's have another meeting, Josh. We lost again, but let's have another meeting, Josh. Come on now. We still get together. Come on, Josh. No. I just I, think I, that he's so afraid of confrontation, he can't fire the coach. He's a system coach. I try to fucking no, tell you this yeah. four four months ago. Everybody, if you if you're a new listener to the show, go listen to our fucking preview of the AFC West. I told you what was going to happen. That dude's a system coach. The dude is running off the greatest quarterback of all time's career, and that's the only reason why he's gotten jobs in the league. It's, it really is just funny. The guy's an idiot. Welcome, Raiders fans. Y'all watched him fucking coach our team in the ground ten years ago. Said, so, you know what? Sign me up for that. <laughs> so I'll have what he's having. Thank you. Um, I, I, I'm just kind of, I'm rooting for chaos. I don't think that they're gonna. They're probably gonna bite me in the ass. But it'd be fun if they did. End chaos up. is Jeff Saturday winning on Sunday. So I'll say, chaos is fucking the Raiders pulling another twenty point lead. So the head coach is not even calling it plays or doing anything this week in the in coaches meetings. Yeah, I, I really don't. Like, that's an incredible career shift. Um, Indy, yeah, we, we did Indy in, in Las Vegas. I, I, can we pick one more game? I want to pick one more game. Which I want to pick this Minnesota-Buffalo game because this may be the mm-hmm. best game of the week. Minnesota-Buffalo game may be unreal. I, I, I and Look, look. unfortunately, my team plays at the same exact time, but I'm going to have my eye on this game. I really am. And, and and this, like I said, Justin Jefferson and company, it's Justin Jefferson versus Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs playing against his old quarterback and his old team in Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins at 11 o'clock. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch out. They're not prime you, time this week. Kirk Cousins at 11 is a nightmare. You talking about Kirky Swag? That, that's that's what we're talking about hey, right hey, now? Hey, I don't know if you saw Shefty. Shefty's a little ripper over there. Adam Schefter, he 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 dressed up as him on Monday. I didn't know. He, I didn't he see took his Schefter shirt off it. on national television. I, I yeah. was I thought you were gonna mention like oh. I didn't expect Kirk Cousins to look like that either. Either way, both of them. The guy, yeah. the, the, the guy yeah. is the epitome of the meme. Sir, I'll have your daughter home by seven. Sir, your dad, your daughter calls me daddy now. So, it, it, basically, him on him in press conferences was him on the plane. Uh, <laughs> the that's. Uh... I don't even know. I don't. I really don't even know. Um, where I'm kind of, I'm gonna give. I'm leaning towards Buffalo, and it's mainly because it's being played at home. But I don't like the fact that Milano's hurt. I don't like the fact that uh, is Poyer that. Which one? Allen's hurt too. Josh Allen's hurt too. They yeah, Josh Allen is hurt, and, and, I, and I believe Jordan Jordan Poyer is also hurt on the defensive side because that that defense had been better. And it's not great now, and they can't run the football. So without Josh Allen, it, it's tough. I, you know what? I just talked myself out of it. I, I'm gonna go with Kirky Swag. Kirky I P. like it. You know what? Just, just because I believe in Buffalo getting back straight, I'll pick Buffalo here. But like I said, that's gonna be a game of the week. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now. It really is. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun one to watch. It's, it's two teams that I would not be surprised are both in the division in the conference championships. Is all I'll say. Uh, Sunday night football. The Chargers going to San Francisco, 49ers coming off the bye, and uh, that 
miraculous that a fantasy performance that really put everybody to shame a couple weeks ago with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's almost, it almost seems like it's too easy. But then again, in those situations where it seems like it's too easy, that's when the chargers try and change things up a little bit. And we have situations where they win games that they probably wouldn't have won in the past. I will say Justin Herbert is, is very, very talented. Like I, yeah, I did not man, give that guy the credit that he deserved coming out of college. But 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 the man also has shot himself in the football times not enough. They should have lost He's, Atlanta. Yeah. They should have yeah. lost last week. Eckler's fumbling the ball. They don't. Keen Allen is, is basically Kawhi Leonard out here. The dude just doesn't fucking play whenever. Ever. Mike Williams is out for the season. This team is fucking throwing to uh, 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 Joshua Palmer. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> and, Palmer. Jordan, whatever the fuck Palmer, not Arnold Palmer, whatever Palmer you want to fucking name it. I don't, the, still, Joshua. It's, Joshua. The same, it sounds still the same. And, and look, Damn if it, you we, think, need a, we need a soundboard so bad I would put it in the Rachel Joshua. Either way, I'm taking San Francisco with flying colors. This this Chargers defense has got so many holes. It really does. And and, and they're, they're going to have no answers. Zero answers this team. I'm not disagreeing. I'm oh. with you. That's the one the that might take the I don't know what the spread is, but I'm fucking taking the spread too. I want the spread. I don't know what it's at right now. You want the spread too. You're going to do this sp- again? If it's, if it's more than three seven. and a half, then no. Seven. No, no, no. I don't want the spread. Uh, plus seven or minus? Minus. For the 49ers? For the 49ers. Minus no, seven. I don't want the spread. No, I don't want the they're spread. At home. No, 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 they're no. at home, so they get the automatic three and then – yeah, I, I would say. I don't want the spread. Don't give me the spread. I'm not that. By the way, I'm not by the way something that we're not that I I almost let slip through the cracks. These are probably the two best running backs to come out of Colorado in the last 25 absolutely, years. Absolutely, absolutely. You're not eating eating Colorado with Eckler and uh, obviously Highlands Ranch and Centennial with uh, Christian McCaffrey. So they're going back and battling. I think for the first time ever because Eaton would have never played. Valor I don't think they haven't played each other ever. They yeah. wouldn't have ever yeah. would would have never. Um, that so yeah, uh, that should be a, yeah. a kind of a it's a marquee matchup for me in my eyes. And obviously, well, I, I, it's a great game. I, I, yeah. I, there's a lot of ties in this game. And I think it's a great. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. It's, it's one of the game. better matchups that we've gotten on Sunday night, and and the primetime games have been uh, struggling in that area oh, when you kind of think about that. Um, and then Monday night football, the Commanders going to Philly and taking on the undefeated Eagles. Philly right now is an 11-point favorite. Uh, Over-under is at 44. Jalen Hurts, 12 touchdowns uh, passing on the season. And let's see, I can get his stats pulled up here because the 12 touchdowns passing is impressive. Um, Let's see. Let's see here. Did you know that he went to Oklahoma after he transferred after he oh, transferred he from Oklahoma. Alabama? I, I yeah, no idea. yeah. he did do that. That's uh, they hardly ever mention it on it, the broadcast. The question so just... is: Is Carson Wentz back? Because I may take the spread with without him. <laughs> if not, I'm hammering the eleven with with the Eagles, and that's what whatever day the twenty seven days of football Christmas will be is. If Taylor Heineke plays, Washington will make it a game. If Carson Wentz makes plays, the Eagles are going to punish him for literally doing nothing wrong, <laughs> for doing nothing wrong, about losing losing games. So yeah, I, uh, Jalen Hurts is responsible for 18 touchdowns through uh, nine. That dude has been unreal, and and like I said, this Eight offense games. has so many great weapons, so many great weapons. We saw the Dallas Goddard game last week. Two weeks ago it was the AJ Brown game. 
Maybe it's the Devontae Smith game this week. <laughs> like, who, who knows what week – or maybe the Miles Sanders week. Who knows what it's going to be. It's the Eagles, and it's no doubter here. It's not even a question. I am in, in agreement. I think it's – I'm going to say that it's because of the offensive line. Uh, and Jason Kelsey is my emotional support center. So I'm going to stick with stick with my guy. I don't know if you listen to their new pod, his new podcast. That's really good. I like it. I yeah, I haven't I've watched I've seen the clips. I haven't actually started subscribing to it yet. That's gonna be one that I'm gonna check out. I'm like very far behind in my I have like a rolling queue of like nine of them. I basically put it all in a queue so that it's like my own personalized radio station. But yeah, I'm a little for a little behind because you got like the chicklets guys and bussin that decide to drop three hour long episodes and it I'm takes so me three days to get through them. Um, it makes it tough. It makes it tough. But yeah, no, I that's coming from a guy. I still, if you sat through our bull pickup show from last year, I'm glad that you did. But that was well, a we marathon. That was a marathon. We're not. We're practicing doing the shorter pickums in the NFL too, because um, yeah, we're just not that good with numbers, and it's it makes life easier on everyone. Yeah, you don't want us, you don't want to hear us talk about fucking the Giants and the Texans. No one does. No. No, so nobody you does. don't come here for that content, all right? We do come here for the baseball content, right? Baseball content. The World Series took place, and we have a winner, too. The Astros really, truly are one of the best teams that we've seen in baseball and finished out their season, the regular season that finished with a record of 106 and 56. And um, I want to say, so the, the closer of the Astros, I believe through – Ryan, Ryan Presley, I it gave up maybe one earned run through 14 innings in the playoffs. Well, dude if, was, I actually no earned runs through 14 out. innings of the playoffs and 13 strikeouts. The dude was lights out. Literally came in. He has this sick entrance music too, and I'm pretty sure that's the whole reason for it. Everyone, everyone after they saw the Edwin Diaz decided, well, you have a closer, let's give it entrance music uh, for yeah, some it's reason. Been, it's been know, since the little guy. I know it's been a thing, Rivera. but now everyone has one. Well, it's been a thing, but now everyone has the lights and it has the the, the, the lights are new. Yeah, the W the WWE style entrance, basically. I would um, have a belt and everything. I'd have full Ultimate Warrior face paint and sprint to the mound. Be, the, the be like fifteen yeah. seconds to kick. Who was the pitcher that did it? Was it Heath Bell? Who was it? Uh, was the pitcher in the, when we were little that did it. Like, yeah. You no, know, it was was it Hoffman? Like I Hoffman mean, did it. I forgot. I remember it was some guy that just sprinted, and he was a bigger dude too that would just sprint. But yeah, look, the Astros proved us all wrong, right? And, and look, reality, look, they proved, proved, in reality, this is a real ring. We, we unless something comes out, but 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 look, it's a real ring, and you deserve it. You've been to the World Series four times in the last six years. You definitely deserved it. And that team, after losing Correa, losing Springer, uh, um, they brought in, they brought in, uh, or they, they developed Jeremy Pena at shortstop. They developed, um, who's a left fielder, uh, uh, fucking Michael something. I don't know, number forty four. And 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 they developed these guys, and they turned to Michael Brantley, and they turned these guys into studs. And look, they well deserved it. They absolutely did. They beat the who's who of of of, of baseball, and. Good for you. I'm sorry, Philadelphia, but like I said, before after game five ended, it's football season for you. It was a nice run. It was a good. It was good stories, Philadelphia. I'm I'm happy for you, but it was it was short lived. The Astros are a much better team. I think it's short lived too. I don't think that this is repeatable. It's not sustainable. Those are older guys that are on second and third contracts 
that you made this run with, and this run wasn't even this wasn't wasn't even supposed to happen. You weren't supposed yeah. to be there. Uh, so if you're going to take advantage of it, you should have because unless something crazy happens in the off season and the last few years, really the winter meetings haven't been, the hot stove has been not cold, not, not, not turned on at all. Since Bryce Harper, since you saw yeah. Bryce Harper, it's been ice cream. Just, just for MLB in general, there hasn't been crazy moves that have been made in the off season. So I, I don't see Philly doing something Well, you like may that. get it with and Aaron Judge. You, you may get it. <laughs> if they can swing Aaron Judge, I will completely t- redact everything that I'm saying right now. But I'm I'm thinking if I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan, you better hope that the Eagles have the successful season you're hoping they have because the Phillies ain't going to be back here anytime soon. And I think uh, the yeah. Flyers are about to drop back down to earth as well. So yeah, you're going to have the, you know the Sixers the and, season. yeah, you're going to have the Sixers and the Eagles. And you know what happens normally. You guys are going to end up burning the city down because you can't win. And and it's not because you won two championships. You realize they lost two championships that night, right? The World Series and yeah. the MLS Cup. I know four MLS Cup too. It's LAFC or something like that. But yeah, look, it was. It was. It's not like they cared. Like, like, like look, look. I, I I will say we will have soccer segments at the end of this month because the World Cup is this month starting. So we'll have some soccer segments. Don't you worry, soccer fans, but it ain't fucking starting now. So good for them. <laughs> Yay, soccer. Go. Go team. Go sports. Go like USA. It. Huh. It, is it the men, it's the men's world cup, right? It's the men's world cup. Yeah, yeah. we don't I don't pay attention. I refuse fa- to acknowledge that the men's world cup exists because the, the US team is so bad. We face England on Thanksgiving, Jimmy. Um or maybe to hmm. the Thanksgiving or Black Friday. You bet your ass I'll watch it. Screw it. I love yeah. this World Cup. I know it's and, I know. and they're about to get some revenge uh, on us for the Revolutionary War, the War of eighteen twelve. They're just about to rub it in. Oh, well, it has you. to be nice to us. We give them fucking football games every year, like two or three. Like, give us a little. Give give us some. Give us. Let us score one. Let's score. Let's have a game, all right? I don't. I definitely don't think that's happening. Oh, look at those. That you look at those Yankees over there. They think they can play our sport. It's so cute. It's not happening. It's not it, it was sorry, funny. Love. I did listen to a uh, British uh, English Premier League uh, broadcast or saw it on Twitter or something, and said, "What do you think about Americans calling soccer?" And they're all like, "Those fucking twats! It's football. What do you do? You you, you kick the football other you kick the football over there in America like five times a game, and that's about it. <laughs> so, so I, I guess you can call it football, but whatever. It's it's soccer. It's not soccer. It's football." I. As as the resident football guy, you'd think that I'd have a better idea as to why we call it football. I have n- absolutely no clue. I have no uh, idea either. To to be frank, I, I guess that's my research project that I'll have to do because uh, we're wrapping things up here. Congratulations, I guess, to the Trash Trostros 2022 MLB World Series champion. You guys got that hunk of metal to to put back in the facility to replace the I one that you lost. The piece. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even say a hunk. The hunk is doing it too much justice to what he said. That guy, I can't. I just can't. At least we don't have to talk about him or think about him for a long time. Baseball, you can you can just go get put run. back on the shelf. Run. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk you about tried. you in October next year again. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you guys in twelve months. Thank you. We'll thank talk you. to you. Thank you for coming to our baseball content. We'll see you guys next year. <laughs> this time, same same time next year. If the XFL rebrand doesn't go well, then maybe I'll watch some spring training next season. But this is it's been too much. There's too much baseball. That's, um, yeah. Anything else that we need to to touch on before 
we go. Did you watch? Uh, I guess did you hear about the aftermath of that Logan Paul Roman Reigns fight? The ACL why. MCL injury is actually he, he's an athlete. It's a good for yeah. him. Yeah. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good match. I don't. I haven't been really paying attention to it, but it, it was different and different has been good. It was something uh, new to I, watch. I will say this weekend we we have a hell of a card. We do. We got Izzy versus Pereira. We have we have uh, uh, Cheng against uh, Carla Esparza. We have Frankie Edgar's retirement match against the Colorado boy too, Gutierrez. So mm-hmm. hey, we, we got a hell of a card this weekend. So you know what? I'm, I'm gonna be watching this UFC Saturday night. Absolutely, I will be. Um, we won't do the pick on because you know it's we don't want to sit here for four hours. But but yeah. it, like I said, we'll probably cover it a little bit more next week. But Izzy and Pereira, I'm excited to watch that fight. The only guy that's beat him, that's that, that's the same weight at least. And Bohovich obviously it's a weird fight, but the only guy that has beat him in in his own weight class. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, you thought I was gonna forget. Bull is luck. Give it to me. Jimmy, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I called this a five star play. J- Bula told me this is his five star play. This is his lock. He told me if this loses this week, he will stop doing it, and he will pick college basketball games. <laughs> he will stop picking football games, and he will just pick college basketball games. You know what he told me, Jimmy? I don't know if you saw the line on this game, and I think it's going to change real soon. But TCU is a plus seven against Texas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. TCU, the fourth ranked team in the country, is a plus seven against Texas. That line is going to be changing by Saturday very, very quickly. And I'm going to tell you right now, you want to lock it up? Lock it up. Bula is betting. He he's saying this is his lock of five star lock of of the year. He loses this, he's gonna stop betting it. But TCU a plus seven. I got it uh, at minus one fifty odds. And boy, oh boy, if you if, if you think Texas can beat them by more than seven points, I don't know what you think you're looking at. Because I hope TCU can make this make this season something. And they're a plus seven on the road against Texas. Boy, oh boy, will it be an interesting one. He likes TCU plus a seven. I know. Didn't think you'd see plus seven there, Jimbo. It's a, it's a weird odds. It's weird. It's in Texas, too. So That's it's what be, I'm nervous about. That's the only nervous. reason why I'm nervous. It's a nervous. It's the test. TCU, you win this game. Welcome to the college football playoff. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Welcome to the college football playoff. Uh, Yeah. I would agree with that statement. Um, I think we're going to wrap things up here. I'm losing my voice as we continue on. So uh, before I do that, be sure to check out the Variety Sports Network. Our, uh, we're proud to be a, a member of a podcast on that show. Uh, be sure to follow at FEOTB pod and at Variety underscore sports underscore subscribe to the YouTube channels. Um, and be sure to check out Talking the Great Iron Sundays too, live right after Sunday Night Football ends. Uh, but we got plenty of great stuff planned, plenty of great stuff continuing to roll on and football season is now in full swing. We get to fully focus it, our yeah. attention onto football season and, you know, basketball is going to start getting intense too. So and we got a lot of great it. stuff coming up. Yeah. Hey, one more time before we go, rest in peace, Peter McNabb. Thank you for uh, all the memories growing up as an Adams fan. We appreciate it. Yes. And you guys are going to be hearing before we play the outro song. Once one more time, we're going to listen to Kadri's game winner in overtime. And then also, uh, 
the final call that, that had Peter McNabb on it. I know Pierre up there gave him a big hug as he saw him again. I know I know Pierre was yeah. up there giving They're just up there talking hockey now. He's got to catch Pierre up on, on that last run that he wasn't able to see. Talking about great timing, but not great timing, but bad, bad phrase. But they had the run for Pierre. Now, now they can the have the run for Maxi. I think that it's great. So, uh, yes, rest in peace, Peter McNabb. Enjoy listening to one of the greatest to ever do it, the voice of the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, we will check you guys out. For ne- myself, Jimmy Pilato, and Nico Bryant, we will see you guys next week. Peace. And just off the bench, quickly ahead. Now some Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it did. It. He scores! Nazem Kadri! Yeah. The Kadri man can! I didn't see it, but they did! I don't believe it! Kadri into the lineup. He gets the overtime winner! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! seconds now four check here from Kale McCarr it's all the way at the other end of the ice four seconds three seconds two seconds one second it's over they did it they did it the job is done the Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions and they will lift Lord Stanley a mile high and Tampa Bay is still barking at their, their referee. It's over, pal. They're pouring off the bench. Colorado has defeated Tampa in six games Look to at- claim their third cup. Ladies and gentlemen, the cup is coming back to Colorado. Unlike their namesake, they have ascended to the peak of professional hockey. And like their namesake, they have taken out every single thing in their path final score in game six of this 2022 stanley cup final colorado two and the tampa bay lightning one if you don't stay down and you never quit come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench